How many of you out there think this country is a democracy? Or is it really more of a one-party state masquerading as a two-party state? The Democrats are on the inside what the Republicans are on the outside, each having almost identical financial backers to grease all the appropriate orifices and holes. So maybe it is no surprise that Ron Brown, head of the Democratic National Committee, and a Jesse Jackson protege has announced a full Democratic Party endorsement for Bush's war against Saddam Hussein. Did you vote for the Pentagon? Did you vote for Wall Street? Did you vote for a nuclear arms race? Did you vote for the CIA? Ever try reading the Bill of Rights to a cop? People didn't vote for Star Wars. People didn't vote for drug wars. No one voted for acid rain. No one voted for being homeless. Hardly anybody in this country votes at all anymore. Meanwhile, people in places like China and South Africa are out there dying just for the right to vote. But in America, people take it for granted and they just pout and they stay home, figuring their wishes aren't respected anyway. They don't make people like the popular myth of JFK anymore. They don't make people like Martin Luther King anymore. And if they did, the cops would just kill them anyway. So why bother? Doesn't matter. As the spray paint on the wall so often says, if voting changed anything, they'd make it illegal. After all, if the will of the majority of the eligible or even the registered voters in this country were really respected, guess who'd be president right now? Nobody! Nobody! No one would be president. No one would be senator. No one would be governor. Probably no one for DA or mayor either. The White House would be occupied by nobody. Except maybe a few homeless people tired of freezing across the street. Capitol Hill would be accountable to nobody. Is that such a radical change? None of the above came in second for senator in the Republican primary in Nevada last June. And it seems to me there's a similar reason why dead people keep winning local elections. So we have a democracy of sorts, varying degrees throughout parts of the world. Being part of that system, ideally you're allowed to vote. And once you can vote, then you have to figure out are you someone that is going to vote or are you going to sit it out? I did a little bit of research on some polls and I'll start with the responses that got the highest percentage out of the poll and I'll go to the least. People that do not vote. The number one reason people do not vote. I couldn't get to the polling station because it was too inconvenient. Second reason given was I was away on election day. Third reason was did not receive polling card postal vote. Fourth reason I am not interested in politics. Fifth was not registered to vote. Sixth, I did not know enough about the candidates' parties. I was too busy to vote. 
I didn't like the policies of any of the parties. None of the parties stood for policies I would have liked to have seen. I didn't like any of the candidates, was not eligible to vote. My vote wouldn't have made any difference to the outcome. There was no point in voting. All parties are the same. The party I prefer to vote for had no chance in this area. They say one thing but do another, uh, and it goes on and on. Reasons of why people gave that they did vote. Number one reason, it is my civic duty everyone should vote. Number two, I wanted to have a say, and it goes on, it is my right to vote. I always vote so that my preferred party won. If people don't vote, then they have no right to complain, have an opinion. People fought to win the right to vote for me and others. To defeat or remove the government. To prevent a party from winning so that my preferred candidate won. And it goes on. So there are a number of things that I think uh, any of us could take issue with in either of those two categories. I'm going to just point out one, the first one that struck my attention. To prevent a party from winning. This falls into the category of tactical voting, which is what, unfortunately, most people fell into in this last election, as well as the previous presidential election. And what you'll find, if you take a look at the number of registered voters and the number of actual voters, voter turnout has increased. And it has happened gradually since the two parties have controlled the debate because they're forcing people's outlook to be linear. They're forcing people's outlook to be dualistic. You must vote for this guy, otherwise, your enemy is going to win. And that is the mindset that most people are now stuck in. But fortunately, right now, I, I, again, I do see a swelling happening and people finally starting to, to uh, take issue with having two candidates only. And they're, they're starting to realize that all along they actually had other choices and are beginning to inform themselves. But yeah, tactical voting is arguably the only reason why Obama was chosen from the Democratic Party. Because other than that, they were going to choose Hillary Clinton. And if Hillary Clinton was chosen, the, all the arguments you heard about Obama would have now been the arguments for Hillary Clinton. Would have been, it's about time we have a woman in office. And yada, yada. And this goes back to the conversation Jessica and Dan and I had. Instead of looking at the people that are actually out there fighting a good fight, or informing yourself enough to know that there are other options, and then finding someone that's principled, who's already fighting for the things that you believe. Instead of having a swelling grassroots movement such as Nader had in 2000, or people like to pretend that Obama had in his last election, instead of going for principle, they, they said, why don't we just pick somebody that's part of my party. So they're doing what Bill Maher described as working backwards. They're working backwards from their stance. They're starting with, my stance is correct, my stance is the one I'm sticking with, everything else in reality is going to have to fit that. Instead of starting with someone that's already got the principles, so you don't have to lie to yourself or anybody else and convince yourself that somebody's something they are not. And that, unfortunately, is what I, I've seen everyone do in the Democratic category anyway. I think the most important thing is that you hold up people that actually represent you and let go. Let go of this broken system. I grew up in a family that was very politically active, and tactical voting was a huge influence every campaign, basically so that the vote wouldn't be split. Again, going back to the idea of we're going to put our votes in the masses towards the lesser of the two evils, really any kind of third party was 
basically moot for that reason. I think that's my dilemma right there, is the numbers, is, is the splitting of the vote, where the representative or the candidate might be saying things and really practicing what he preaches. It's hard to then put your vote toward that person when you know that a movement is in numbers. So, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Isaac, and I, and I agree with what you're saying, especially more and more in what's going on with our country right now and seeing over and over again what the candidate that I, I put my support in basically is not doing for the people for this country, based on what he did say in his campaign, you know, it kind of just puts puts me personally in, in a big conflict right now. So I would be really, really interested in hearing what people are having to say about this on, on a wider base. Even if you elect somebody with honorable intentions, how much can they actually get through? The system is inherently broken. And even if you elect one man, one man can't do anything. Congress can stonewall him. Uh, to the point of being ineffectual. So then you have, oh, well, you know, Obama's not getting it done. So, you know, now we have all this push for, well, the Republicans are going to have another shot at it because clearly the Democratic Democrats can't get it done. It's all the same bullshit over and over and over again. And as long as we have private interests funding campaigns, this country is not going to have a representative uh, government of the people, by the people, for the people. Unless all of us, through forums like this and through the internet and all the other free things that we have, all of us stand up and go, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore and vote these people out and vote in people that are actually representative. And that takes a mass scale, not a presidential election, but all the local elections, all of the senatorial and gubernatorial elections. It's just not going to happen. Most people are, are way too complacent. Now, I do see a turning in that and that more people are getting mad and more people are realizing the ineffectual nature of our, quote, leadership. I don't know if it's change that we're going to see in our lifetime. I think that there are good people that are in office that are, be they Republicans or Democrats, I want to demonize all of them and say that they're all, you know, they're all bad or uh, this party is bad and this party is good because that's just more of the same mudslinging. But what we've seen is, the lie that's been perpetrated, if we elect somebody into office, something will get done uh, that is the voice of the people. You can't have a free election when the voice of the people is silenced by those that have more money and control media. The problem that I think a lot of people fall into in, in anything in life, and that is basing what the future can be from what the past has been, a mistake that a lot of people make because of uh, youth, because of lack of foresight, because of a lot of things. We are in agreement that our system in the United States is a broken one. I don't think what we can, can do is pretend if we take this broken cog over here and shuffle this broken wrench over here and move it around, somehow it'll work better. The incumbents must go. I don't think there's any rational reason for allowing someone to have five terms in office. They have long since stopped representing, in my opinion. And we need that shuffling to happen so that fresher ideas are allowed to rise to the surface. None of this is going to happen by putting a different piece of the same broken puzzle up on a platform. And that's what we have continued to do thus far in our political campaign. It's the story of a place called Muxland. Muxland is a place where all the little mice lived and played, were born and died. And they lived much as you and I do. They even had a parliament. 
And every four years they had an election. They used to walk to the polls and cast their ballot. Some of them even got a ride to the polls. Got a ride for the next four years afterwards, too. Just like you and me. And every time on election day, all the little mice used to go to the ballot box and they used to elect a government. A government made up of big, fat, black cats. Now, if you think it's strange that mice should elect a government made up of cats, you just look at the history of Canada for the last 90 years and maybe you'll see that they weren't any stupider than we are. Now, I'm not saying anything against the cats. <laughs> they were nice fellows. They conducted the government with dignity. They passed good laws. That is, laws that were good for cats. But the laws that were good for cats <laughs> weren't very good for mice. One of the laws said, that mouse holes had to be big enough so a cat could get his paw in. <laughs> Another law said that mice could only travel at certain speeds so that a cat could get his breakfast without too much physical effort. All the laws were good laws for cats, but all they were hard on the mice. And life was getting harder and harder. And when the mice couldn't put up with it anymore, they decided something had to be done about it. So they went en masse to the pole. They voted the black cats out. And they put in the white cats. The white cats, the white cats had put up a terrific campaign. They said, all that mouse land needs is more vision. They said, the trouble with mouse land is those round mouse holes we've got. If you put us in, we'll establish square mouse holes. And they did. And the square mouse holes were twice as big as the round mouse holes. And now the cat could get both his paws in. And life was tougher than ever. And when they couldn't take that anymore, they voted the white cats out and put the black ones in again. And then they went back to the white cats and then to the black cats. They even tried half black cats and half white cats. And they called that coalition. Even that one government made up of cats with spots on it. They were cats that tried to make a noise like a mouse, but they ate like a cat. You see, my friends, the trouble wasn't with the color of the cat. The trouble was that they were cats. And because they were cats, they naturally looked after cats instead of mice. Presently, there came along one little mouse who had an idea. My friend, watch out for the little fellow with an idea. And he said to the other mice, look, fellas, 
Why do we keep on electing a government made up of death? Why don't we elect a government made up of mice? Oh, they said he's a Bolshevik. Lock him up. So they put him in jail. But I want to remind you that you can lock up a mouse or a man, but you can't lock up an idea. I know that things have completely evolved all over the world. They have it in Canada as well, where the corporations have a tendency to have their hands in government a lot more than the people do. The representation is not a direct vote. We vote for the party. We don't vote on the person. And so people strategically or try to strategically vote, and typically it's not for somebody. It's typically against the previous government who has somehow been fiscally irresponsible. It kind of goes round and round from election to election. People need to really start voting their conscience versus voting against who they don't want. And I know this is the problem in Canada is people do not vote their heart. It's a problem. And I am frightened for the people of Canada for giving up their strength through numbers in showing what they truly want. In Canada, we still use a pencil in a circle. I get very frightened about California's system and the computerized system and how many things are, that are there that could be tampered with. Maybe I'm old-fashioned that way, but democracy is about having your say and doing your research, and I take my right to vote very seriously. I think that you said that people who decide to tactically vote are uninformed, and, and I just have to say that coming from my standpoint, it doesn't necessarily always mean that you're, you're malinformed about another option. It's that you operate under a different set of, of beliefs in what the vote means. So if you collectively put your, your votes towards, um, let's just use Obama, then the idea would be that maybe during his election, even though he has flaws and, and faults, that you can kind of, in those same masses that voted for him, also push for what you would like him to uh, push in Congress or push in a bill, things like that. But I think I also heard Celine say that, that tactical voting was something that was starting to be used in the government in Canada. Am, am I wrong about that? No, tactical voting is definitely something that I've known to happen here in Canada because a lot of the times the West has such a little amount of say regardless of how they vote. People feel that they need to have tactical voting in order to have any impact is to completely oppose whatever point of view and and campaign towards or towards that opposed view. It's sort of the opposite of what we need to be doing. And that's been their strategy was not to necessarily vote for the uh, member of parliament whose point of view best suit that community. It's been voting for the lesser of the two evils is the way they would put it. And certainly it's just not the right way to vote because there are other options. And in Canada, you can vote independent. If you have an independent candidate, you can vote Green Party, you can vote NDP, you can vote. There are many, many choices. And um, I think that's one of the, the great things about the diversity of Canadian government is um, the way the parliamentary system works. And we often uh, listen to it 
uh, I listened to uh, the throne speech was today because Parliament was taking place starting again today. It's not just about tactical voting or non-tactical voting. It's it's that I think in general, as a course as the course of democracy is evolving in Canada, people are starting to see that their vote does matter, especially because of the minority government situation um, in our in our Parliament system right now. So. And Isaac, I did want to just say I do agree with voting uh, with your conscience instead of tactical voting. I'm not making an argument for it that, again, I'm coming from a place of kind of a, a conflict inside myself and as far as where my politics lie and where I need to be looking for the future and where I place my votes, my energy ideas, everything. So I, I just kind of want to make that clear. And thank you, Celine, for, for clearing that up for me. Jessica, just first off, I don't mean to offend if I come across that way, but I, but I have to uh, be honest that we really should be trying to promote the nerds of the world into politics and not people that look best on a poster. All this imagery, you know, posters that say change, etc., when you, again, when you're following someone who's actually been walking that walk and then you see someone slap up a poster because it's a good selling point, you get really frustrated, or at least I do. So my intention is not to lash out, not to be angry, it's not to stifle anything you have to say, Jessica. I'm trying to articulate where I'm coming from and at the same time make sure you understand that it's not in direct opposition to you personally. I was just basically, I guess, where you come from and your frustration, I, I'm coming from in mine and, again, not directed at anybody or or you at all. Really just trying to get people's views of what's going on in the present state and trying to kind of align myself with that. From my past and what I've learned in my past, and you said something about, you know, about the past and, and taking that into our future. Trying not to do that, really. It's been kind of a, a big eye-opener for me and you know, your ideas that you've shared about voting with your conscience and not with the numbers, you know, kind of hit me directly. So I, I wanted to thank you for that. And, and please don't think that you've offended me in any way, shape or form. Okay, that's that's reassuring. And I would also state that the place you're coming from right now, this confused place where you're trying to, to reestablish what you, you think to be truth in politics, is a beautiful place because it's also the place where we where we arrive before we really uh, I, I believe before we have our our spiritual awakening in, in life and that's the things that have been presented to us that we subscribe to no longer apply so we're left confused that's the place where you get to when you say there's more to life than this where it's your springboard this confusion you're feeling right now politically is your springboard and Things are going to start to become more and more clear to you as time goes on. And I think that's beautiful. There are four main types of vote counting systems in the world. So there's manual, there's electromechanical and optical scan, which is not a total recall, futuristic thing. It's like it's used for take tests in school and you mark a little black dot and the machine scans that. Then there's direct recording mechanical. We the voters select switches or chips or punch through holes. And then there's direct recording electronic, which is what you're referencing there with uh, like black box voting, DVT, etc. There were a lot of reasons given why people chose to vote or not to vote. One of the reasons why people say they do vote 
is if people don't vote, then they have no right to complain or have an opinion. I disagree with that entirely. I think that you always have the right to complain. If you're not trying to, uh, to look at things realistically, then you're not going to have reasons to complain. But if you are looking at things realistically in our world today, then you're going to have grievances. And it doesn't mean that's all that exists. There's plenty of beauty that exists in our world. But to be realistic, there are serious problems. And if you don't choose to participate in a system that you think is automatically flawed from the start, I can't fault you for that. And I think you have every reason to bitch. Another thing about the vote is something that crossed my mind at some point, and that is that you should have to take a test to vote. Are some people too uninformed to vote? And uh, inevitably, I rested with democracy needs all voices, even the worst voices. We need all of our voices heard, or else it's not a true democracy. There has actually been a little bit written on, are some people too uninformed to vote? I'll put up a couple of links here for you guys. There's one that was, the title is, uh, we test immigrants before they can go to the polls. Why not everyone else? And basically iterating that, uh, you know, you need to pass a test to get your license. You need to pass certain tests to do certain things. But why not with voting? So I, I thought that's worth checking out. Another one was about young people. A lot of them thinking that they were too uninformed. You know, I don't want a doctor to, to operate on me if he hasn't gone to med school. I understand the thought process behind that. And then another article was, are Americans too ignorant, uninformed, and ideological to basically to, uh, to be able to vote rationally? But you know what? Look, it's our fault. It's our fault that Bush is in office. It is. The reason he got as many votes as he did was because basically Americans can be very stupid, greedy, and short-sighted. People actually vote in this country on one issue. What? He wants to take my gun away. I don't got to listen to anything else. Fuck it. He's out. I don't give a goddamn. Four, you can do whatever he wants for four years. Just don't take my gun away. What? You're a fucking asshole and you shouldn't vote. You shouldn't vote. You shouldn't have the right to vote. Well, you know, people vote and they don't inform themselves and they're willfully ignorant in this country. They don't want to know. I don't want to. Bill O'Reilly said and that's good enough for me, you know. And, and he got his, the reason he got as many votes is one, because people were stupid enough not to necessarily to vote for him, but vote against the guy who was just in office, who's not even running anymore. They hated Clinton so much, they voted against Gore. And that's stupid. And then the other reason is because of the fucking tax cut. That awesome tax cut that worked out so well, didn't it? Everybody's going to get a check. $300. $300. Oh, boy. You're saying if I give you my vote, then for four years you can do whatever you want, go back any fucking law you want, appoint any judicial, federal judge, Supreme Court judge, anybody you want, fucking change all the all laws in the land, you can do whatever you want for four years. But I'm gonna get a check for $300. Once? Okay, that's fine, man. I could use that $300. I surely could. I could use it. My family could use it. My neighbors could use it. Our whole town could use it. But what about your rich friends? What about all them millionaire, billionaire friends of yours? They're not going to get any of our money, right? They don't get any money back, do they? Well, no, they actually get millions and millions of dollars back. But I still get my 300 all right, you got my vote, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to buy me a hammock. Hey, wing, ding, doodly, ding, ding, doo.
I'm a dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I vote. That should be a bumper sticker. I'm an ignorant motherfucker. I'm an ignorant motherfucker who just watches network news.